Praise God. So let's look at Matthew, the 21st chapter this morning, starting in verse 1. And I want to give you some things here. And the Lord laid this on my heart uh, earlier in the week. And I knew it was, you know, this is Palm Sunday. And uh, I always try to like to stay with the, the season. And, but the Lord began to, to deal with me about some things here in, in this passage and what is taking place here, there is fixing to take place a transferring of the power. A transferring of the power. you got to realize what has took place here. Now Jesus has already done miracles. He's come to the place where his own people was refusing him, was neglecting him. In, in other words, you know, they, they said one thing, they, well, the Bible even talks about it. They, 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 they worship him with their hands and with their lips, but their hearts were far from him, you know. But looking at this here passive scripture here, I, I want to, to, to lay something out here this morning. We've got to be willing to receive the transforming of God's power and then the transformation that we have received that power. Does that make sense? You can say I got something, but until, Michelle, you have it in possession, you don't have it. You say I'm going to get it, I'll have it a little bit later. But let me tell you one thing, you don't have it until you have it in possession. But this morning, it's time for us to receive what God himself sent his son to, to fulfill for us as the church. How many understands we're the church this morning? Amen. But let's read this starting in verse 1. And when they, were drew, when they drew near unto Jerusalem and were come to the Beth, Bethage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, and the, this here is pretty much saying Peter and John, saying unto them, Go ye into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied in a colt with her, loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught, anything against this unto you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and straightway, immediately, he will send them. And as they was and all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughters of Zion, Behold, your king comes unto you, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal, of that ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. I want you to understand this right here. There was a command and then it came to be a demand. Okay? The commandment was Jesus told them, this is the commandment. You go do as I say. And when they got there to the man, there was a demand that Jesus had need. Y'all get what I'm trying to say here this morning? There has to be a command, but there has to be a demand. We got to demand what the Word says, what the Word became flesh and it dwelt among us. And let me tell you one thing, that Word dwells within us. And when we say something, we need to put a demand on the Word. Whatsoever we say comes to pass. Y'all got to get this this morning. This is in my spirit. Because when, when Jesus sent the disciples there to, to, to get this, these ass, they went there and, and understand this. 
here this, this man was that had this livestock, but when they said, Jesus has need of it, in other words, they put a demand on the word. Okay? And when the demand went forth, y'all got to get this in your spirit, when the demand went forth, the man released them with no problem. Did y'all get just what I said? When you speak the word, the enemy has to let go, turn loose. Why? Because you put a demand on God's word. Woo! Glory to God. I tell you what, I feel this in my spirit this morning. There was a commandment to be done by the demand of the obedience. Y'all got to get this in your spirit. It, obedience brings the demand. I got to be obedient to his word. And when I am obedient to his word, it brings a demand to pass. Whatsoever a man, listen to what I'm going to say right here. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he what? Also reap. So if you say uh, one thing and you want something else, what's happening? You're sowing mixed seeds. But right here, there was a demand put on what Jesus told them. And when they went, there was a demand. Jesus had need. And let me tell you one thing. When the word went forth, the man released with no problem. Woo, y'all, that's got to get in your spirit. When we speak the word with no problem, we got to get ready to receive. Glory, glory, glory. And I, and I tell you what, I, I, I got a hold of this here. And let, let me go and read this next verse right here. And, and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes, a saddle of sorts. And they set him thereon. He rode the colt. Now listen to this part right here. I want to, I want to read you a little something right here. He rode the colt, which the other one is its mother, followed him in back also. Now listen to this right here. Also prepared for a rider. Pardon me? This is an explanatory uh, Bible. Yeah. 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 He, he is riding the colt, the unbroke colt. Now, why didn't Jesus get on that old mama? He wanted the one that was pure. That nobody had ever been upon. But now listen to this. I'm, I'm, let me read the rest of this right here. He rode the coat which the, no, the one and the mother followed with, with the back and her. And she was prepared for a rider. Nevertheless, the rider was absent. Now listen to this right here. The rider was absent which served as a symbol of Israel which rejected Christ. He made provisions for Israel to come in with him victorious, but they rejected, but the mama ass was empty, Sister Sandra. Nobody was available. Nobody got on her. But here I am to tell you, glory to God, it's not still empty. We're on the mother this morning. Amen. We're riding in, hallelujah, with the Lord. We're riding in. Glory to God. I'm telling you what, the saddle was on there. Glory to God. If it needs Velcro, and you might fall off, we got some Velcro that's going to make you stay on her. Amen. But I, I thought about this here, and I, I've read some re other reference here, and I've got a, a, another, another Bible here. I'm going to read some stuff out of here just in a minute, the Thompson Chain Bible. But listen, listen to this right here. Let me, let me go on and read just a little bit of this right here in verse 8. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. And now listen to this. this. There's three things right here that was established here. 
Jerusalem to celebrate the three great feasts, the Passover feast, the unleavened bread feast, and the first fruits feast. And now listen to this right here. And others cut down branches from the trees and strode them in the way. All right, now verse 9. And the multitude that went before and that followed, now listen to this right here, cried saying, Hosanna to the Son of God, or Son of David. Now listen to this right here. I'm going to give you some more little nuggets right here. This here, the crowd that was before and the crowd after, listen to what it said right here, presents Israel before and the church which follows. Did y'all get that? Okay. He came in. The first crowd was to represent Israel. All right. But already the second crowd was representing the church. Y'all got to get what I'm going to say. This is the latter church, the one that he gave back the rights to be his children. Do y'all get, I mean, do y'all get, I mean, Israel rejected, but the first group that came in, man, they was praising God, the portion of them, but the second portion behind them was those, listen to what I'm fixing to tell you, the Lord gave me this so strong this morning, the second crowd was the redeemed. It was the church. Glory to God. I'm talking about those that receive the redemption that Jesus was going to give his life and ransom to pay for the latter church. That ain't nothing but, that's better than peanut butter right there. It's us. We're the, latter, we're the latter church. See, but understand this. There was only a portion that was ahead of him. I mean, it was crowd, but understand, you, you study up and you read on this right here, and, and there was such a, a loud noise, okay? There was such a loud noise. Okay, let, 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 me, let me read you some other scripture right here, right quick. This is out of the Thompson chain. This is talking about praise. They wasn't just going through there making some racket. They was praising Hosanna, okay? I mean, they was lifting their voices. When they, let me tell you one thing. When church was over, they were hoarse. They praised the Lord. How many, how many of you here this morning knows back in the older days when they didn't have microphones and all, the next few days after that preacher got through, he was hoarse because he was trying to, to, to reach out and he was praising and preaching God's word. And Brother David, he was actually hoarse. You know, I know a lot of the old pioneer preachers that, man, some of the, I mean, you would think that, man, they ate frogs. I mean, they had such a deep voice. Why? Because they, they preached hard. They praised the Lord. And I thought about this here. I said, you know, they wasn't just making a little noise. And I'm going to read you something here just in a few minutes about what took place right here. But I want to read you uh, several little scriptures here. I'm going to give you where they at. They all in Psalms and one's in Revelation. What this is, this is honoring Jesus. All right, the first one is Psalms 29.2. It says, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Psalms 34 and 3, listen what this one says. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let's, uh, let us exalt his name together. Amen. In other words, says, let's do this together. Let's, make, let's have a togetherness. Amen. I'm talking about, man, this, this psalm is talking about praising the Lord, about worshiping the Lord. 
All right, the next one, Psalms 57 and 5. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let the glory be above all the earth. I mean, can you imagine all the things that was being said with this multitude that was there worshiping the Messiah that was coming, the Redeemer, to redeem them, to set them free from being in captivity? Woo! Psalms 107, 32. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assemblies of the elders. Glory to God. In, in other words, I thought about that this morning. I said, that's not only talking about the elders, but it's giving the young people opportunity to get into praise and worship. And it said, even in the ears of the elders, there's the young people that are praising. There's the young people that are rejoicing. Praise God. Woo, I like that one right there. Isaiah 25 and 1. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name. For thou hast done wonderful things. Oh, glory to God. Can you imagine hundreds and hundreds of people rejoicing like this? Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. I'm talking about people really, I mean, serious. This is serious business. Man, they've been looking for a Messiah. And here he is coming on a Cadillac donkey. Praise God, just riding up on in there, Brother David, on a Cadillac donkey. Amen. And they, man, they didn't take it lightly. I mean, they began to lay things down in the, in the streets. They was paving the way, hallelujah, for him to come through, making availability. Don't make any, no, no, no hesitation here. Let us lay down. And, what, and I thought about this here numerous of times that I've preached on this right here, but I got to thinking about this. There were so many things that was laid down, not only the palm trees and the clothes and the cloaks and different things, but there was the past laid down. Y'all don't shout. There were situations that, that disrupted God's plan in their lives. Can you, I, I want to think about this here. There were some of the children that their parents was in bondage. When they crossed over to the other side of the Red Sea and they wandered around in the wilderness, the Bible said they died out. Why? Because of what? Their unbelief. But the children that was there, they had grew up. And some of them was here. Some of the grandchildren was here, Brother David. And they was thinking, all of the past, all of the bondage that my grandparents was in, but today, we can lay that down. There's no more bondage. We're going to be free. Hallelujah. There is a Messiah, the Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. We've been waiting on him. Here he is. Well, give him a hand. No, they was, man, they was excited. Man, they got beside that. Let me tell you one thing. I think they was probably Pentecost. Hello? They got excited. There was a roaring of excitement. Let me tell you one thing. How many has ever been to a real big football game? You, I mean, it get, I mean, even you go to a gym, a basketball game, a high school basketball game. Inside that gym, brother Tex, it rumbles, it roars. And how many? 
I don't know if y'all redneck or not, but we used to sit on the bench and we'd boom, 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 boom. We'd hit the, come on, y'all. Are y'all country? Amen. We'd beat on the bench, the bench with our feet or whatever. We'd make some noise. Why? We wanted our team to win. We was excited. They was, they was making goals. They was making touchdowns, whatever. Let me tell you one thing. There was something being made right here that will hold its hand of history. Our Lord and our Savior was coming. Let me tell you one thing. Nowadays, people, they want to come to Jesus and they want to be so controlled. I can't get too emotional. I got to just come and ask the Lord to forgive me and I can take up this new life and things are going to be a little different. Let me tell you one thing. When my sins was washed away, it was something to get excited about. When I found out that I was redeemed, there's no more penalty that is held against me. I'm released from all past, present, and future. Let me tell you one thing. If that ain't something to shout about, let me tell you one thing. Something's wrong. But let me go on and read this here. I got a couple more right here, or, or one more. Revelations 19 and 7. I know you're writing these down. You can go back and read these on to these later. But listen to what it said here. Let us be glad. How many is excited? I mean, just whoa, you know, you know what I'm saying? You just, man, that's, that's excites me. I, I was watching me and Sister Teresa. Man, we've been watching a lot of TV. We caught up on every Western there is, I think, has ever been made from when it was black and white till they come out with color. <laughs> but we was watching something yesterday, and it was this, this, this king was, had a son, and he was, looking for a bride and there was this one girl that was kind of helping him find his his bride and she she had got him some set him up rather this was an older movie and set him up with several young ladies and uh he would go out with them or go you know to the palace and have you know do all kinds of things there and uh he'd come back and he said didn't excite me didn't excite me Then his dad had a talk with him. And his dad began to explain when he met his mother how it excited him. He said, Daddy, I'm looking for that excitement. And I think about the children right here of Israel and the church. They looking for excitement. If they find what I found, brothers and sisters, there's something to get excited about. But on the end of this movie, just kind of giving, laying you something right here about getting excited. This young girl that was trying to promote him, she, she actually began to fall in love with him. And, he, and she had a job to do for the king, you know. And so she, she had to step back from her feelings. And she told him, she said, he, he made mention of what his father told him, you know, by when he met his mother and everything. And this lady uh, told him, he, she said, when your breath gets took away from you and there's nothing left that you can say but what's inside begins to speak, she said, that's when you find the one that you need. And you know, I thought about that. I said, when everything else leaves us and he comes in, whoo, man, I, I mean, it was just a movie, but it had a lot of meaning to it. 
To make a long story short, he, he so-called had a little feeling. And I'm here to tell you what, folks. It ain't by feelings, it's by faith. But I like what I'm feeling when I'm feeling like I'm feeling it right now. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I feel Jesus. You know, I, I'm feeling Jesus. But on into this thing, uh, he, he had met this one girl and actually he was supposed to make the announcement at the dinner they was having, a big celebration of his dad's 30th year in the kingdom. And he got up to start to make the announcement, but he couldn't make the announcement. And his dad recognized what was going on, that he was in love with this girl that was promoting, y'all know what these love stories are all about. But anyhow, his dad stood, took, took the podium and began to make some statements. And he said, at further later date or whatever, he used some kind of royal speech, but he said this will be continued. And he, he didn't let them go home. They had to keep playing music until he went and talked to this girl. But make, I'm trying to make a long story. But when the girl, he talked to the girl. And the girl says, I can't do that. I can't step my boundaries. And I thought about God's people, the, the, the Israel. They didn't know how to step the boundaries. Yeah. Amen. Why? Because, hey, they had the law. They had to keep the law. They couldn't keep. And man, let me tell you one thing. If they messed up and didn't keep one of the laws, Brother Ted, you might as well just take, say, hey, I can't keep none of them. Because when you fail to keep one law, you fail to keep all laws. And right there, this young girl, she said, I can't, there, there is a law here that I am not supposed to interfere. And his dad says, you're not interfering, you're being obedient. Man, and I got so much out of that love story. <laughs> and I'm thinking about us. We're not under the law. We're under grace. And the church that followed Israel, we need to step up and be obedient and begin to glorify God and the presence of the anointed one at the presence. I'm telling you folks this morning, at the presence of the anointed one, why? Why do we need to step up? It will destroy the yoke of the past. Hallelujah. And you can get into that place and you can usher in the presence of the Lord. And let me tell you one thing. You'll run like you ain't never run before. You'll shout like you've never shouted before. Let me tell you one thing. Israel was shouting and rejoicing. But let me tell you one thing. That church, it was pulling up the slack. Hallelujah. I believe there was some good Baptists in that back group. Hallelujah. Why? Because they were singing glory and praises unto God. Hallelujah. And they even had all different kinds that was mixed up in there. Why? Because he said, whosoever will. Amen. We can't just pick the Presbyterian, the Baptist, the Methodist, the, the Catholic, or whatever. We got to say, whosoever will. And it come to that place. And I, I tell you what. And to the, the to the love story, me and Sister Teresa was watching. The lady walked in. She and man, he he found her at a at a train depot. She was leaving, had blue jeans on and a sweater. But when she come back in, she had a royal. Listen, remember last week I talked about the robe, the royal robe and the wedding garment. She came in. She had a dress. It would knock you out. I mean, it would. She come in and let me tell you one thing. You, you ever seen somebody and they just turn your head and you say, wow. You know that? I mean, that's impressive. Amen? It's kind of like Sister Tony when she seen Brother Ted. She said, wow. 
We're joking, folks. We're joking. <laughs> hey, Brother Tag said, the truth has set you free. <laughs> but when she walked in, everything got quiet. Why? Because it was that moment. And I'm saying that all, I'm, I'm trying to add this because this, this is powerful. When we allow the Holy Spirit, not denomination, but when we allow the Holy Spirit to draw us, let me tell you one thing. When he draws you in, everything else doesn't matter. You're not going to hear anything else that's going on. Why? Because you're got, you will learn your purpose in him. How? Through the Holy Spirit. Nana was teaching on this morning about putting on the whole armor of God. Let me tell you one thing. The Holy Spirit directs that armor for us to put it on. And let me tell you one thing. When that young lady walked in, Man, it caught his eye. It the the how, how did he lost his breath? He lost his breath. And now I'm saying all this to say this right here. When God looked at Adam, when God created Adam, there was no life. But when God breathed the breath of life for into his nostrils, he became life. This wedding, this, this story that I'm telling you about, this young girl stepped in and this young boy was breathless. But Brother David, when he got to her, and listen to this, when he took a hold of her hand, that's the life he was looking for. I'm saying that to say this right here. We can get a hold of a lot of things, but until the Holy Spirit draws us and we take a hold of the hand of God, We've never, we've never experienced life like we can experience. They got married. That's that story. But let me go back to this right here. Revelation, let me read the rest of this. But let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself what? Made herself ready. In other words, Check me out. Amen. He's here. He's here. I want, I want, let me get back to this here. I, I tell you what, I feel the presence of the Lord so strong here this morning. Let, let me go on and read this here. In, let's, in verse 9 here, it says, And the multitude that went before him and followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blesses he, blesses he who cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In other words, what took place right here? They recognized him as the Messiah. Okay, I've got a couple more thoughts right here I want to give with you this morning. They recognized him as the Messiah, but now listen to this right here. He was not recognized as such by the religious leaders of Israel. There's always got to be somebody in the crowd that wants to stir something up that don't need to be stirred up. They did not want to recognize him. Why? Because they was the law. They wanted people to live under their thumb. Amen? Their way of doing things. What it was, they wasn't going to, this is what I want to tell you this morning. The devil, when you come and you recognize the high priest, Jesus, when the enemy really realizes, you, man, you made Jesus Lord of your life, Man, he's going to stir something up. 
He ain't going to take it laying down. And he's going to try to strip you from getting the victory that you need. Let me tell you one thing. There's a lot of people that goes to church, goes to church, and goes to church. It, it never even gets the victory. They're in bondage. They're, they're, they're tied up with situations. They're tied up with, with sins. They never release all these things and find the victory. But listen, listen to what it said right here. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Now listen to this right here. There was so much noise that it was moved. It refers to here as a quake, as in an earthquake. Thousands before him. Who listen to this right here. Thousands before him and thousands behind him were making the city ring with the great salutation, Hosanna in the highest. They recognized him. Let me. I want you to get what it's saying right here. The the great salutation, the great rejuvenation, the great release. Hallelujah! He has made his appearance. When people go to the altar to make Jesus Lord of their lives, we. They, I've heard so many people say, "Well, did you get it? You, you, you did you get saved?" Man, they ought to look at our expression on our face and say, you got it. You got it. I mean, you ain't got to shout and run or whatever to get salvation. But let me tell you one thing. There's a change. Old things are passed away. Your reflection, everything about you is changed. Why? Because God done it on the inside out, not on the outside in. Y'all don't shout me down now. Because there's a lot of people that want to change the outside and not change the inside. But when the Holy Spirit comes in, it goes to the inside. Spirit man. What is born of spirit is spirit. Remember what he told Peter? He says, Peter, what is what it, it flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. What he was saying, man didn't tell you this. My Father told you that. Who was he? And what happened right there? He told Peter, and Peter upon this rock. Why? Because Peter got salvation. Peter got redeemed from the past. But let me go on with this right here. And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, of Galilee. This is a title that was, was most understood by the, to the people. Now listen to this last part. And it's talking about here, as I want to, I want to continue this just a little bit for for you here, because I I'm, I want to lay something else here. In the next several verses, six or seven verses, I want I want to give you this here that the Lord gave me on this here. And Jesus went into the temple and cast out all them who sold and bought in the temple. Understand this now. He done took his authority. He was the Messiah. They recognized him as the Messiah. Okay, he went to the temple. And overthrew the tables of the money changers and, and, and the seats of them who sold doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of what? Prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. You can go back in Isaiah 56 and 7, talks about the same thing. But now listen to this right here. As him taking the liberty, y'all got to get what I'm fixing to say. As us allowing him to take the liberty, we're in the house of God. 
At your house, you can do whatever you want to do, but this is God's house. Okay? You don't want it to happen. I mean, it's kind of like my house. We got a television, but it's got a remote. If we don't want something on that television, you know what we do? We turn it. Hello? There was something the other night on I mean, a real, real good Western movie. And man, me and Sister Teresa got there just about to the end of it. And the guy said two words. And I said, nope, that's enough. I wanted to watch the rest of it. But you know what? I wasn't going to give the devil room. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? You give, like my daddy always says, boys, I give you an inch, you take a mile. Y'all all ought to amen right there because y'all probably heard that once or twice. Amen. But now listen to this here. When the authority was received, the people received the authority who Jesus was. Now listen what took place here. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And what happened to them? They left the same way they come. He didn't have enough left for them. Nope. And he healed them. Let me tell you one thing. You want to get me pumped up? You start amen and praising the Lord while I'm preaching. Man, I'll get to preaching. And man, can you imagine how Jesus felt, how pumped up he was? Man, they received me for who I am. They really realize that I am he. They really realize that they have salvation. They have hope now. Man, he, Brother David, he was, he was high and lifted up. And let me tell you one thing. He wouldn't say, yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming out today. I thank you, but I've got to go somewhere. I'm busy right now. No, he came to bring deliverance to the captive. And he was exalted by the people, not exalted by himself. They, Sister Dorothy, they exalted him. They impressed the power that he had. They, they was moved by the anointing that destroyed the yoke. Why? Because it said here in, in this passage, and he healed them. And now listen to this right here. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, oh, the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Can I say something? You know, that's the way the church wants it to be. They want it to be a format. Let's go through it. Let's get it over with. This is the way it's done. But understand this right here. When the Holy Spirit comes in, what it does, the way man wants to do it, it displeases the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? Quench not the Spirit. Am I right? Obedience is better than what? Okay, but right here, they were, the, 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 the priest was displeased. They were so, the Bible talks about it. They were sore displeased. They didn't like what was going on. But now, it, it, didn't stop the, it didn't stop the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to what's said right here in verse 16. I'll stop with this here. And said unto him, Do you hear what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Sure do. I sure do. <laughs> I, like, I read that this morning when he said yes and I thought I said well what we would have said sure do <laughs> but listen what it's oh man this is, this is awesome right here have you never read in other words he, he was speaking to the priests the scribes and the Pharisees he said have you ever read now listen what it says right here out of the mouth of babes and the suckling 
you have perfected praise. The strength, now listen to this right here. The strength of the weak is praise. And worship of Christ is strength. Can I say that again? All right, now listen to this here. The strength of the weak is praise. And the worship of Christ is strength. Y'all got it? You see, I mean, understand this right here. The strength of the weak is praise. When I'm weak, I need to learn to praise him. When I'm discouraged, I need to praise him. When I'm all frustrated, I need to praise him. When everything's going the other way, I need to praise him. Me and Sister Sandra was discussing a few things before service this morning. And let me tell you one thing. Me and Sister Teresa have been on a praise, praise report. I mean, we've been writing down things, just confessing things. Why? Because let me tell you one thing. Man, we need to give praise and honor. Why? Because it, what it does, it gives you strength. When something ain't going right, what do you do? Start complaining and say, well, I don't know why it ain't going right. You know, you just start, you know, it's kind of like Sissy. I was making mention in the in the Sunday school this morning when she was little in her high chair. She couldn't talk, but we'd be at the table talking, and she couldn't talk, and she just got over and blah, 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 blah. She just start blah, blah, and, you know. She thought she was talking, but she wasn't making nothing. We couldn't make heads or tails. We just knew she was making a racket. But I'm here to tell you this morning, if we want strength, we need to praise him. We need to, we need, we need to exalt him. Because, oh, let, let me tell you this right here, and I'm going to close with this right here. Israel had, had been stripped of everything that they had. Our God has left us. We have, listen, listen, listen to this here. We have no praise left in us. But when they seen Jesus approaching their city, and they, listen to this here, the principalities of the air, see, understand this right here. We, the Bible says we must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. The principalities of the air did not want Israel to accept him as Savior. There was a ruler of darkness. But understand this, those that believed and went before him and began to prepare the way, laying things down, what it did, it brought that captivity captive. Y'all got, it, this is, that power of darkness, that praise began to go out and it began to move. And let me tell you one thing, when you turn on the light in a dark room, what happens? There ain't no more darkness. There was so much praise that was coming from these people that darkness had to leave. Y'all got to get that in your spirit. I mean, we got, sometimes we got to shout when we don't feel like shouting. We got to run when we don't feel like to run. But let me say this here. Remember when God told Moses, he said, go and you get the blood and you put the blood over the mantle of the doors. He said, and when that angel comes through, he said, if the blood's there, he'll pass. When Moses went back to the, to the congregation, listen to this here now. 
I'm saying that because a lot of times when a pastor brings things to the congregation, they say, has he flipped his lid? Now, how many times before have they took blood and put it over the door mantle? None. But understand this. This was a man of God that went before Pharaoh with no doubt. He went before Pharaoh and he spoke every time. He didn't say, if you will let us go. He said, let my people go. When he came and told them to put the blood upon their mantle, he said, do this. They was obedient and they did that. Let me tell you one thing. Past midnight, what took place? We know the story. There was a cry in all Israel. Man, the Egyptians was freaking out. Death angel had came forth. But you know what? God's people were safe. Why? Because of obedience. We want to see things from God. How, and how do we see these things? We see these things by praise. Thank you, Lord, for what you did. Can I share something with you? Real, just simple. I run from the Lord for a long time, and then when I had my accident, that was the night the devil tried to take me. I knew what salvation was, and I knew Jesus, and I knew the power of God. But I was, I was in another frame. I was, I, I'd slipped away from God. The devil knew that I was a loser. In his eyes, I was a loser. But God knew that I was a winner. He didn't allow, and I, I'm, I've never said this before, but God didn't allow the enemy to take me to hell. He, God stepped in, in the gap. And he had a son, and he said, my son has died for him. You cannot have him. Hey, I thought that's been 35 years ago that I could, I could already, Brother Tex, be in hell 30-something years. You think about that. There's a lot of people that's been in hell for more than that. But I could be in a devil's hell. But God himself stood there and said, Devil, you can't have him. Why? Because my son triumphantly brought victory for him. I was, hey, let me tell you one thing. I was running. I was not where I needed to be. But God said, why did God do that for me and not somebody else? I don't have the answer to that. But one thing I do know, I give God the praise that God sent his son to redeem me from hell. Because I could be in that place. Let me tell you one thing. I don't even want to visit it, much less be there. But the triumph that the church needs to do, we need to triumph over death, hell, and the grave. We are victorious. Folks, I'm, I'm saying this from my heart. We have situations. Yes, every one of us, we have situations. And I mean, I can name situations, but you know your situation. But I'm here to tell you this morning, he has already took care of the situation. We have been redeemed, and we need to shout. And let me, let me, let me say this right here. As they begin to shout, I read you a while ago, there was a quake. In the city, the Bible stood, I run some rabbit. It said, even as a earthquake, 
It didn't put the, the number on it, what it was. But let me tell you one thing. A little earthquake will rattle your chain. Am I right? But this right here was a quake. I'm, I believe the praising and the worship was so tremendous that it was a vibration, a ring in the city. And let me tell you one thing. There wasn't a devil in hell that could fight against it. And I'm going to close with this. The night I had my accident, there's a real good friend of mine. Two days before that, I went by his house and I, I talked to him. And he says, I'm not going to let the devil have you. And that was his words. He said, you're too valuable to the kingdom of God. And I believe, I hold, and I, I've shared this with this friend of mine. I said, I believe you was one of the key things that kept me from going to hell. The reason I'm saying that, we got family, we got friends. We need to make it our business to praise God regardless. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, don't be the, the, floor, the floor mat or whatever, the doormat, but I'm saying we can make a difference. We got to pray. We got to believe. And look, understand this. Everybody's not going to heaven. I'm sorry. Everybody's not. But those that, let me tell you one thing. God knew before the foundations of this world, he knew who was going. And there's some, hey, and I hate to say it, I know some today, some real good friends of mine, man, that's in hell today. And, and I, I have wept numerous of times saying, Lord, why didn't I stay where I needed to be? I might have made a difference. But you know what? I can't go back to that, Sister Michelle, and make a difference. But what I can, right now, I can make a difference. I want to make a difference. I want to cry. I want to praise him. I want to worship him. I want the heavens to ring in the salvation plan that God has made available through his son. Right? Let me tell you one thing. There was salvation brought right here through Jesus. They knew that, that he was their redeemer. And these disciples understand that. You remember the story. Peter even said, you know, he said, Lord, I'll die with you. And, you know, and all these things here. But Jesus told him, he said, Peter, tonight you're going to deny me. Not me, Lord. Let me tell you one thing. We get in situations, we're, we're human. We have weak times. But let me tell you one thing. We need to praise him and we can get strength. Because let me tell you this. I know I was going to close, but I'm not yet. But listen to this. And all the denial that Peter did, Peter came back and he was just what was prophesied over him. He was the rock. He was the rock. He denied him. Yes, he denied him. Oh, you, that when, when they said, hey, ain't you one of them Jesus followers? Not me, you got the wrong one. I mean... Three different times they come. Oh, yeah, I remember you was down there with Jesus when the blind man was. No, that was somebody. It kind of looked like me. No. But in all the denial, Peter, the Bible speaks about how Peter fled away, ran away. Let me tell you one thing. People can't run away from the problem. But what happened at the end, Peter was that rock. He stood on what had been taught him. He stood upon what? was in him and I'm saying that to say this right here we know the truth 
and the truth has set us free. Now we need to share the truth with somebody else. Let me, let me the same enemy that beguiled mankind in the beginning is trying today to influence and bring doubt. But I say, I am that I am is with you. And I say, I will lead you to that place of promise. Not only with you, but with your household. I say, claim them. Prepare today for your family to join in. Because I say I have prepared a place for you and your family individually. Their names you called out here in the past. I say believe that they will come in and they will receive what you have received. And I say I will bless them. I will bless you because you have stood. When everything has come against you, you have stood. And I say, stand still now and see my mighty hand. And I say, I will bring them in. But I say, you must rejoice in me, for I am your strength. I am your comforter. And I say, I will bring that to pass. I say, not many nights from now that you will see the things that I have said. You have prayed. You have asked me. And you have even said, Lord, how long will I have to stand alone? And I say today, not very many more days you will be alone, but I say you will stand together as a household of faith, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Not just by yourself no longer. Mm. Not by yourself, but with your family. In agreement. Father, I agree on this word this morning. I agree that no matter what the enemy says, we're going to believe that this is coming to pass. Thank you, Lord. We speak to the mountain of doubt. We speak of the mountain of frustration. We speak of the mountain that I can't hold on any longer. But I speak this morning, Lord, prosperity in the word of God. Lord, and let the word go forth. Let it prepare the way, Lord, that we must walk, the way we must think, the words we must say, Lord, in this time. Lord, give us those words. Let us speak those words. Let this promise come to pass, saith the Lord. Right now, your word come to pass. Right now, your word come to pass. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.